Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Grey's Academy, your favorite Grey's Anatomy podcast. I am one of your hosts, Kelsey. And I am one of your hosts, Carmen. And it is a beautiful day, a beautiful night to podcast. It surely is. The the moon is just hitting you at a wonderful angle right now. It's just uh, glowing off like of your, your like stunning cheekbones. Like, like a fluorescent light bulb from above. Yes. Um, no, actually, so uh, also, I know we talked about this on our other podcast, but uh, I missed the eclipse last week and I feel stupid. Yeah, I, I went to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> it was too late. Oh, my goodness. Um, also, I feel like this episode might be a jump around a little bit because this is just like there is this is a big one a lot happened this is one of my favorite season two episodes this was a really good episode did you enjoy it good i hope so yeah okay also before we get started i have to shout you out immediately last week when i asked you to make a prediction about meredith and Derek. You fucking nailed that shit. The only Hell thing that, yeah. you, that you really had wrong was that you thought Addison was going to be involved and she wasn't. But everything else, like as you were saying, I was like, this is spot on. Like you were already picking up on like the Shondaland vibes because like, you know what's coming. I mean, that is almost exactly what happened in that stairwell. So I was so proud while you were saying it. And I even texted Jessica like immediately to be because a couple weeks ago she had asked me what episode when we were going to get to this episode, because she also thinks that scene's incredible because it's one of the best scenes in my opinion. And, um, for those of you who I I have lost, it's the scene where Meredith finally tells Derek to fuck off basically. Um, and so Jessica had asked me when we were going to get to this episode so that we could have that moment. And so I immediately texted her that we were doing it and also that you had predicted it almost perfectly. Like if I had to grade it, I would be like 92, like 92 out of 100. So good. So here's the crazy thing. I was watching that scene and I was like, wait, hold on. This is happening. This is going down. This is like I got my Michael Jackson popcorn meme going on right now. And as she was coming down the stairs, when he when he had said we're like we're done right yeah. like this is it we're finished and she started slowly walking and like turning to walk down the stairs i i swear to you i thought addison was going to be there <laughs> that would have been a good it. twist oh shonda go but, back and rewrite that episode but you did a great job with your prediction and i was so proud in my little gray's anatomy gray's academy teacher heart thank you um and it was so good and um, it made up for the fact that Denny didn't die yet again. <laughs> so you doubled down on Denny dying. <laughs> I, and I he did. He's still alive. But um, didn't I predict that this episode George would finally talk to uh, Meredith? Um, I think. Or, a or was few I wrong on that? Ago, I think you said it was going to be the like the beginning of season three that he was going to get over it. But thank God, okay, that he is yeah. starting to get over it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I just wanted to go ahead and shout you out before we even get started because I was just so Thank proud you. in my heart. Um, as much as I love it when you're wrong, I'm just so proud that you were right. <laughs> <laughs> I here's the thing. I I know TV shows. Yeah. And I I'm starting to get an idea like of of Shonda's vibe. Yeah. And I know exactly. and I know that she's very much like that that's that's a thing. She's gonna she's gonna let you figure herself out. Then mm-hmm. she's going to flip it and she's going to totally change it up. Because, for example, I did not expect the guy to blow up. 
Right. But <laughs> now, since then, after a couple of episodes, I'm like, okay, I got this rhythm down. I got this rhythm. Now I'm expecting over these next two, we have three episodes left. Yes. Okay. I'm expecting there's going to be a twist that I don't see coming in the next three episodes. And then I'm going to predict something halfway through season three. And then by the end of season three, I'll be fucked again. Uh, <laughs> but it's going to be great. I, I, I've really enjoyed this, uh, this, this, showrunnings writing and i don't know if they have yeah. different teams for different uh seasons but the the showrunners are doing a really good job uh really appreciate them and their hard work yeah they're very talented and uh shonda definitely has a great team around I think she's very good at she's talented and i think she surrounds herself with talent for sure um and i also wanted to confirm that via the internet i did find out officially season three episode one is when they switch to Thursday nights. So ah, TGIT, season, am I right? Season two finale was super weird because this is episode 24 that we're about to talk about. Episode 25 aired on Sunday and then episodes 26 and 27 aired together on the Monday, the next day. I don't know why, but whatever, it's fine. Um, so we'll talk about that a little bit later, but uh, yeah, so officially is when we get uh, the Thursday night official Grey's Anatomy vibe season three episode one yes yeah i and and what i was gonna say too about these last couple of episodes because we we did just talk about uh this right before we started recording we're still game planning out how we're gonna drop those episodes uh including the season three kind of like recap slash season uh three or season two recap slash season three predictions so if you have any preferences or any suggestions for us uh at gray's academy pod uh, on Instagram, uh, grazeacademypod at gmail.com. That'll go right to Kel- uh, Kelsey here, so don't worry about spoilers when you talk to her. Um, at carmen.gabriel.official, at chaoticallykelky. Let us know on Instagram. We want to do right by you guys, and if we have enough people telling us how they want us to release those episodes, whether it's on the same day. Um, you know, th- We usually release our episodes on Thursday, so maybe we do a Thursday-Friday drop. Um, let us know. We, we do care about you guys and we value all of your opinions. So that was all I wanted to say there. Yeah. Um, okay. So we'll actually talk about the episode now. <laughs> um, so this is the 24th episode of the second season. It is the 33rd episode overall, and it is called Damage Case. Carmen? Damage Case is a song. <laughs> uh, and cutscene. Uh, Damage Case. So it's a song uh, by the British rock band Motorhead. Um, now, there's not a ton of stats about this song because it didn't chart and it wasn't a single. However, uh, I do have a couple of stats, as always, about the album in the uh, event that there is not a ton of uh, information about the song. So uh, this was the second studio album. And it was released on money, uh, money, March 24th, 1979. And uh, it was released under Bronze Records. And Kerrang! Magazine listed the album at number 46 among the 100 greatest heavy metal albums of all time. Um, I'm not a big metal fan. Uh, Motorhead is okay. Uh, there's a couple of okay songs they have. And coincidentally... Um, the two of like my favorite songs from them are singles off of this album, uh, overkill and bomber, uh, which were both released leading up to the album release in 1979. And, uh, the third, uh, um, 
sorry, Overkill and No Class. Uh, Bomber was uh, the album. I'm sorry, that's what I meant to say. Um, uh, but anyways, so the chart record positions for this did better across the sea. Didn't actually chart in the U.S. So on the French albums chart, it reached number 17, and the U.K. charts it reached number 24. Um, and then uh, it did, however... Uh, get a reception of a 7 out of 10 from the uh, Spin Alternative Record Guide. So not a ton there. Uh, Motorhead, if you're a Motorhead fan, you know, more power to you. Um, but this particular song, um, Damage Case, was was not well overall received. And also, it's not one of my favorites. Kelsey, back to you, my friend. Um, I think for title-wise, it made sense it, it yes. pretty well <laughs> a little bit more than the blues for sister someone last week that i couldn't really follow as much um again not like from a song like lyric standpoint but legitimately just from like the title be like yes everything in this episode is bad news bears <laughs> um yeah so this episode was written by mimi schmier who we have seen many many times before in our writer's room um she knows these characters very well i think she did a great job with this episode um and directed by tony goldwyn now i'm not gonna do full shondaland right now because i'm gonna do it later for real but i have to shout out tony goldwyn because later in his career much later after this he went on to be one of the leads in scandal um but he has directed other episodes of Grey's since then, and I believe also episodes of Scandal and How to Get Away with Murder. So he is very talented both in front of and behind the camera and very in the Shonda times. Nice. So shout out to him and Shonda. Um, this episode aired May 7th, 2006. Again, still a Sunday. 21.99 million views, so up a little bit from last week. Um, and the Netflix synopsis is, oh, it went away. Hold on. Let me find it. So sorry. Netflix. Netflix, come back. Netflix, you're already in trouble. Why are you trying to make it worse? Um, okay. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, can I just, can I talk about streaming services real quick? Go for it. I, I have you ever met, like, do you, have you guys have, do you guys have Paramount Plus or Paramount streaming? Oh yeah, we have, we have Paramount Plus. So I had a guest come in today. I don't remember what we talked about, but she like just she was gonna die on the hill of Paramount Plus being the best streaming service of all time. It I was mean, awkward. I enjoy it. <laughs> but we got better it than... mainly because my sister and I really wanted to watch RuPaul's Drag Race, and that is the streaming service that that is on. Um, they also have like all the old Nickelodeon shows, and it is how Scarlet watches Blue's Clues, and. Um, they also have like MTV shows, which is good times. So there's a there's a lot of nostalgia on it for sure. In addition to do like they have newer next? Stuff. I don't know because I would not classify that as something I want to watch again. <laughs> <laughs> when it happened, it was already upsetting enough. I don't want to put myself through it again. Oh, too funny. Um, okay, I digress. Give us the Netflix synopsis. The Netflix synopsis is: the interns care for a family after a car accident. Denny and Izzy argue about his medical treatment while tensions rise between Derek and Meredith. I feel like that's pretty, pretty thorough. Um, for the most part, I would say the theme of this episode is angry men. <laughs> mm -hmm. I had to, I wrote the word grumpy a lot, but truly they were, they were just mad. <laughs> um, I wrote the word so, dickhead a lot. 
Yeah, we had a lot of that for sure. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of uh, mad mad men and mad men in this episode. Um, and yeah, just a lot of a lot of anger all around. So that's fun. <laughs> um, not a lot of calm, cool, prevailing voices. Yeah, not a lot of understanding. But no. some understanding. So, you know, let's uh, get into it. So, like I said, this is probably my favorite season two episode. Like, if I sat down with all of season two and someone was like, pick only one episode to watch, it would probably be this one. I just like it a lot. I think George isn't very annoying, which is always a big win. Derek's pretty annoying, but Meredith uh, hands him his ass on a silver platter. So, that's nice. About time. Someone fucking should. Um... Yeah, I just love this episode. I think it's just very well done and it's emotional without like, you know, a a bomb explosion giant thing happening, but like still just like really uh, just like gets me. So, yeah, it is. I I don't want to make a prediction on this, but how much longer do the recaps have to include that awful sex scene between George and Meredith? (laughs) It was the first thing. It was the click play. Do, 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 do. Hey, hey crying sex scene yeah and i was like the whole reason they did it was really more for the reminder that meredith told Derek about it not even so much that it happened <laughs> so i was like i'm annoyed with it i'm I over don't. it yeah <clears throat> well maybe now that george is maybe over it it'll stop I so, did predict that something was going to happen with George and Callie in this episode, uh, right in the recap. I don't remember what happened, but I was like, something's going to happen. Like they're going to fight. And I they did. I think you did. You predicted no. that they wouldn't get married. Oh, in the recap. Oh, I'm so sorry. Okay. I understand. Yeah. In the I recap. I don't remember in what your predictions. No, 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 no. In, in the, in the recap, I don't remember what scene that they like flashed back to that triggered it. But I was like, they're gonna something's gonna happen. Like they're oh, gonna fight. Maybe George moving back in, like saying we stayed at Callie's last week and we're gonna stay. Oh here. yeah, that that was it. That was it. So because I that. also go ahead was Izzy like sh- like being weird about Callie. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, like always. That's all apparently. she does. Jesus Christ. Um, not a great episode for Izzy, but they don't exist as far as I'm concerned. So I'm pretty hard to sway on that one. Um. So, yeah, the recap was the George and Meredith terrible scene. The Alex and Addison working together stuff. Um, George moving back in. Meredith and McVet and Derek being mad. So, fun. Little dickhead. I know. So, yeah. Okay, so we start and Meredith is at the vet's apartment and he's making breakfast and she's being weird still. She, like, can't be normal for some godforsaken reason. Um, So, he... It's like, why don't you just calm down and try and act normal for a moment, please? And she's like, no, I'm just going to continue to be a big weirdo. Yeah. I'd also like to point out that now is the time I'm going to announce that I don't cook because <laughs> that's a thing that normal people talk about. They just, Since I you're don't cooking, cook. I must tell you, I don't do that. <laughs> also, if you decide to drive later, I think you should know I don't drive. <laughs> yeah. It's just like random. Um <sighs> And he's like asking her questions about her past and her relationships. And she's just like deer in a headlights. And he's (laughs) like, yeah, I understand you're weird, Um, but we can pretend that you're not. So shut up. (laughs) 
Um, and then we cut to the hospital and she's talking to Izzy about it. And she's like, oh, no, no, sorry. Not the hospital. The, they're, they're in, in the, the bathroom. The bathroom at their house. And yeah. Izzy's putting yeah. on teeth whitener. And Meredith Are those teeth whiteners? Or is, yeah. is that Invisalign? No, it was for sure the strips. Okay. It looked like Invisalign. And that's when I was like, wait, does, does Catherine Heigl have Invisalign maybe in real life? No, it Dang. was like the teeth whitening strips. Um and Meredith is saying they still haven't slept together. And or Izzy's kissed. Like, I know they haven't even kissed. And Izzy's, I do love this moment when she was, oh, I'm so proud. I am like a proud mama. And then Callie comes in and she just wants to go pee. And she does not have a sh- top on, which is her own business. She probably looks fucking great topless. Um, and she sits down to pee and they just stare and they're, it's a weird moment. Okay. Ultimately, I understand Callie's side of it. Once we get the, her explanation, but the moment itself is weird at face value. When you like, don't really have all the information (laughs) you're like, but some people just like, aren't that modest and that's fine. You don't have to be like, again, she probably looks fucking great. So (laughs) I'm sure she does. Here's the thing, though. It's like that was a power move. That was for (laughs) sure a power move. And then so this is the thing I don't like about this about this uh, episode for Callie. I like her a lot. I'm sure she looks great without a shirt on. I'm I'm sure of that. She's way (laughs) out of George's league. I think we can all agree on this. But what I don't understand is like if you. Oh, I didn't even know they were home. Blah. Then don't go in that bathroom or knock. Once you realize you hear them talking through the door and I'm sure there's, well, I guess I'm not sure there's another bathroom in that entire house because all of the scenes seem to take place in that, that bathroom. But, um, like just hold it or say, Hey guys, um, could I, could I go? Like she chose to stick to her guns, walk in there, tits out, or as Mrs. Maisel would say, tits up and just fucking pisses. Now, a real power move would be imagine she just drops a load and just dumps (laughs) right in the toilet. Just drops, uh, drops some turds right in the toilet. And then after that, I don't understand the logic. You've already walked in. You've peed in front of them. You barged in there, tits up. Just wash your fucking hands there. Probably because Meredith was in front of the sink. So at that point, so it's like what? you can't. You don't want to tell them to move because you don't want to speak to them. <clears throat> I guess. Eh, it's fine. It's, it's whatever. Also, I also I took it as like she just woke up. Like when she walks in, she literally looks like she is. Like she woke up because she had to pee. So, you know, when you wake up and you have to pee and you're like not even all the way awake. Yes. So I feel like that was the implication. So I kind of understand how maybe she wasn't really aware. And and then it's just like, you don't want to go downstairs if you're not all the way awake. Obviously, ultimately she did, but she's just like, yeah, yeah, she's sticking to her gun. She's like, you know what? If y'all are going to be in here together, I'm going to come in too. I have to pee. Yeah. Now, ultimately, and I know you said we we're going to jump around, so I'm going to jump around. When we get this explanation to George, and mm-hmm. she's like, fucking stand up for me, dude. Yeah. Like, I wash my hands. Also, if you didn't, who cares? <laughs> like, 
What the fuck? There's hand sanitizer. I don't always wash my hands in the sink. I will just go and I'll hand sanitize or I'll go to a different, like what, imagine if there's no soap, got to go to a different bathroom. Yeah. Also, I'm just like, again, if you're just going to go back to sleep, if you wake up at 2 a.m. to go pee, do you wash your hands or do you just go back to sleep? Hell no. I just go back to sleep. That's right. In the morning time when you're going to get ready to leave your house, you're going to get clean. You know, it's I just pee, like... I pee in the shower like a man. You know, it saves water. <laughs> also, that's so. not exclusive to men. Um, I know plenty of women <laughs> so, who pee in the shower. It's the one place where we can pee standing up. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so that, yeah, that's a whole plot point, obviously. they Okay, so then they're at the hospital, and Izzy is, like, telling George that Callie is weird for coming in and peeing and while they're there. And even though they like all shower in front of each other, I don't know. She's just jealous. And it's well, weird. She, she calls it out and she's like, Oh, and this is like, honestly, Alex is on my shit list right now, but she's like, Callie crossed the line. Yeah. And then Alex is like, are we just going to forget about your Denny bullshit? Or? About your con- co- constant line crossing <laughs> and the, like, like <laughs> you moving to the other side of the line and building a house. Uh, um, and then yeah. faking being blind and you can't see the line anymore. Yeah, there is no line. There's only whatever is he wants. And also Denny. Also, excuse me, I have to eat Tums. I have terrible heartburn. No, that's fine. Um, Eat them. And okay, so Christina's like bouncing around and she's in a good mood and everyone's like, why are you cheerful? This is weird. And she's like, oh, I had this great surgery and then I had great sex and now there's ambulances coming in. So everything's great. I'm super excited. Um, And then fucking Derek shows up. Fucking dickhead. A dickhead. I hate this man so much, you guys. This is such... I can't. I just hate him so much. Um, (laughs) I'm just like trying to remember if there's a time that I don't hate him. And I hope that we'll get, we'll find one hopefully eventually, but it's just not right now. That's for damn sure. So if you're a huge Derek Stan, I know I'm in the minority, but man, I am just not on his side at all. (laughs) I, I was mostly because of his great hair and I like him. But his character is just a dickhead. Yeah, <laughs> like, not a good look. It's it's just he at every possible point he shits on Addison, and also now Meredith, and it's in a pr- like he's now using with Meredith the fact that he's her boss. That's another thing that gets me about this episode. He is using his position of power to like make her feel like she is inadequate at her job which is not the situation. He is just being a piece of poo-poo. I mean, it is so upsetting to watch. Yeah, 100%. Um, so, yeah, he comes in and he's like, how's my dog? And she's like, he's fine. And also, it's our dog. And he's like, ugh. I'm a dickhead. Yeah, literally. So, that's good times. That was a really good Derek impression by you. you. I've been working on it for. Can you do it one more time? Hold on. Here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. You mean our dog? (laughs) Imagine that I have perfect hair and I was used like wouldn't be able to tell a difference. That's too funny. 
I will say, I'm not going to ever say Patrick Dempsey is unattractive. He's an attractive man. I still don't think he's the most attractive man on the show. But he's very attractive. I hate Derek. I don't hate Patrick Dempsey. Um, It's like Captain America. When I say I don't like Captain America and people go, but Chris Evans is so hot. And I say, those are very, very separate issues. Oh, yeah, completely. Um, Okay, so then the three ambulances come in. It is um, parents, their daughter and her husband, and then the guy that caused the accident. So there's like so much going on. It's like super busy in the ER. Um, The girl and the parents are super Southern. Makes my heart happy. I love it so much. Um, Bailey says it's a hillbilly picnic, which I find to be a little bit rude. Disrespectful. I did not care for that comment. Bailey. Um, I, on the other hand, thought it was hilarious. A lot of people think if you have a Southern accent, you're an idiot. Um, It's not true. And also lots of people are idiots and they have no accents or uh, accents from other places. So it's not singular to one accent. That's true. Very true. All Uh, people of all (laughs) locations in the world are idiots. idiots. Um, Christina is checking on the daughter and she's, uh, super pregnant. So Christina is trying to find the heartbeat for the baby. The mom is trying to fix her makeup. She's Love hilarious. It. The dad like breaks out of his gurney and goes in with the daughter, um, to try and make sure they find the heartbeat and they do. And then they bring in the guy they, <laughs> that, um, hit them and the dad like tries to charge him and there's like five doctors holding him back. And I just love this line. He goes, don't ask me to be neighborly. <laughs> just <laughs> so funny. Um, <clears throat> I love it so much. Big Jim. <laughs> Big Jim is incredible. Um, <clears throat> is he, is he living in Shondaland? Because he's familiar. Him he and the. Is I believe in Shondaland. Let me double check. Yes. We'll get there. Okay, and then but yes, he is the the, the marshal, the guy who he is uh, drives not the car. living in Shondaland, but he is doing very well for himself in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, he's um he was uh in Harold and Kumar, Harold and, and Kumar, um, a couple episodes of uh, no one episode of How I Met Your Mother. Yes, definitely like so literally so many things you would know. Yes, yeah. Like, yeah, he's, he's doing done very great. well for himself. So I was actually really surprised because I knew that he had done other things. But I thought for sure he was in other Shonda shows and he wasn't. So I was super surprised about that one when I did that. But Interesting. Um, okay. So then Alex is trying to check on the mom and she's like, you can't check me out because I don't have on underwear. So get me a lady doctor, which is incredible. Um, and the guy who caused the accident, we find out, is a surgical intern at Mercy West, which is another hospital that gets referenced a lot. So it's just like how there's always multiple hospitals in a city. That's the other big one in Seattle in this show. Uh, Derek is checking on him and his neuro status and still being a doo-doo head to Meredith. So, and then we get the title card at 725. Then the thing um, that go ahead. I thought was interesting with the guy who hit the car, uh, Marshall is, um, he just kept saying what happened like over yeah. and over and he was super calm about it. He wasn't like, what happened? What? Ha-? It was like, what happened? Yeah. You know? Um, which I think definitely speaks to that, that guy's character. Um, but also can you imagine getting into a car accident while pregnant? Like I no, it literally stresses panicking. me out. 
to drive. Every time I drive, I'm like so stressed out. Yeah, I'm with you. And it's she wasn't terrifying. Driving, like it's driving for me is more stressful right now because I'm like there's like a steering wheel in front of me. Um, yeah. When I'm the passenger, I truly like have the seat secluded like all the way back because I'm just like very afraid. Um, and it's not that like anyone I'm riding with is unsafe. It's just like you never know. Like obviously car accidents happen all the time and there's just so many other people on the road and so many factors you have to like take into consideration. Um, so it just like I'm like at that point where I like hate getting in a car because I'm just like <laughs> I'm afraid. Well, it's so. it's like being and, and I don't have the same stress that you or Jessica do. I'm not a mother, but like I imagine that in like the normal head of a mother, yours, yours included, is once you realize that you're pregnant, there is a nine month window that the worst thing that could happen is a car accident. Like, like so everything is the worst thing. Everything. That could happen. Yes. I'm like I every time I walk down the stairs here, I'm like, I'm just going to fall down the stairs. Right. Every time I walk I was up the so stairs, afraid. I'm, like, I'm going to fall up the stairs. <laughs> I was so afraid that Grievous was going to knock Jess down the stairs. I yes. was like, and he's, and he's a fucking epileptic, no leg having monster. Like, giant. you know, giant Compared to her. I mean, she's, he's like half yeah. her size. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Oh um, goodness. But the dad was, the, the guy was like the, the guy, the father of the, the child, yes, uh, Noah was like fine, but yeah, he was he also just, like, he had a messed up leg. But so I think what they said happened is, um, Noah and Melanie were in a car and in front of them were her parents. And then Marshall like hit their, the parents' car and like pushed them, I guess, into Melanie's side. I have to assume since she took the brunt mm. of the injuries. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or he hit them and pushed them into the parents. Either way, she took like the main blow. Um, clearly. Um, okay. So, we are in the x-ray room. They're getting all this, the films back from everyone except for Melanie. And so the parents are fine. They can be cleared. Um, Noah has to have surgery on his patella. Um, uh, I do want to shout out George in this moment. He's not annoying, uh, mainly because he's on my side. <laughs> um, because Alex says that they're all stupid hicks. And he's like, Oh, just cause they're from the South. They're stupid. Like, you know, that man owns half of Alabama, right? So the implication is that this family is very wealthy and, uh, they're there for Melanie cause she's having the baby shower, but they are not stupid. They're just Southern. <laughs> Sometimes it's not both. <laughs> Sometimes it's one and not the other. Sometimes it is both. Here's the thing too, is like, you all you have to do is input an Italian family into that scenario, and it's the exact same thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah anyone to just like has a distinctive, like oh, you can pinpoint something about like where they're from or some kind of stereotype. That's what people are gonna do, and I mean you see 100%. It all the time with everything. Hundred so. percent. Yeah. Um. So Bailey sends Alex to do the surgery with Noah, and Addison's like. Oh, you, what are you doing? You're with me. And he's like, no, they paged me. I have to stay with this pregnant lady. And she's like, oh, well, I was going to have you actually scrub in on a surgery, but sure. Why don't you sit next to the pregnant lady for the next 24 hours? <laughs> Go ahead. And so, um, Bailey's like, okay, that's what you're doing now. And he goes, oh, the she shepherd just comes in and pulls me off of surgery. And Bailey goes, you burn the she shepherd. She burns back. <laughs> 
I love it when they call her the she shepherd. Yeah. It's um, so funny. Yeah. So, uh, Christina is setting up Melanie to get a CT and Alex comes in and is like, well, I'm in charge of her now. And Christina's like, neat. Bye. Um, uh, Marshall is trying to read his own chart to figure out what happened, why he passed out. And at this point, even still watching this episode a bajillion times, I don't know if we're supposed to believe that he really doesn't remember that he just fell asleep and he re- realizes that later, or if he's like pretending that he doesn't remember and he's like hoping that there's like a medical reason he can blame, but truthfully he just knows that he just fell asleep at the wheel. Did you have thoughts on that? No, I didn't actually think about that until (laughs) just right now. I have no thoughts. Also, who are you? What happened? (laughs) Um, No, I, I, uh, the only thing that kind of went through my head briefly that I made a note of is like, does, did he have like a very quick stint of amnesia? And like, as he's reading his chart, it like comes back. Um, but I didn't think about that. When he first gets there, I understand it because I feel like the shock would still be there, especially if you actually fell asleep, um, at the wheel, like, and that's how you woke up was because you crashed your car. I do feel like there'd be like a groggy scenario. Um, so like when they first get there, I kind of understand, but when he's sitting up and is more lucid, I feel like there's, it's like, it's just a question that I have always thought about in this episode. I'm like, were you trying to find something else to blame, but you knew, or did you actually not remember? And then later on, you just remember. So I don't know. Something I wonder if I met Mimi Schmier, I would ask her, Hey, showrunner, give us the North star. Um, so Callie sets his arm and it's, it sounds painful. Uh, I've never broken a bone. Have you broken a bone? No, I've never broken a knock, knock on, on wood, wood, never broken knock a bed, but yeah, <laughs> yeah knock I'm on afraid. Wood. I don't want to do that. I just have <laughs> such a low threshold for pain that I don't put myself into scenarios where I'm going to break something like, yeah, <laughs> granted. I mean, I play a lot of sports and like, so actually right now I, I hurt my knee in the outfield, stepping on a divot in the outfield in a really weird way. And for like three weeks. Yeah. And for like three weeks, my knee has really hurt. And like that alone is annoying and inconvenient enough. I can't imagine having a broken arm or like anything. Yeah. When it's, or like, Oh, when people break their foot and they have to be on those scooter things, my dad had to do that. Or crutches like a normal self-sufficient injured person. (sighs) I would go with the scooter. Those crutches will well, mess up your shoulders. Not if you do it right. No, even if you do it right. Um, you think okay. you think if you just went somewhere with a cast on your foot and two crutches, like you think people would be nicer to you? No, people are garbage. They'd probably <laughs> trip you. <laughs> oh, oh, high school. <laughs> um. Okay. So Derek comes in and yells some more because he's still being a turd. A dickhead. Um, a turdy, turdy covered dickhead. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is when we find out. Okay. Christina finds Burke and she's like still in a really good mood. And she's like, oh, they kicked me off of this case. So do you have any hearts we can go operate on? And he's like being weird and like ignoring her and kind of walks away. And she goes after him and she says, yo, what, what's up? Like, I don't understand. I thought everything was great. We had such good sex. And he's like, no, 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 no. 
<laughs> not what happened. You're misremembering. <laughs> and uh, she's like, we had sex. And then I fell asleep. And he goes, no, you fell asleep during sex. <gasps> Which is impressive. That's not impressive. That's that's it's sad. A, as someone who has a sleep disorder and is constantly exhausted, I still find that pretty impressive. Because I've never done that. Like, can you just imagine <laughs> asleep? Thank I don't you know if you're were you able to hear the, the sounds. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was <laughs> okay. loud. Thanks for everybody. <laughs> you're welcome, everyone. <laughs> um anyways, I it probably has happened to more people than I think, but as someone who falls asleep constantly all the time, um, I've never done that. So to me it's impressive, honestly. <laughs> Um, me and Burke's not very happy about it. I understand that he's mad, but I also think this scene is hilarious because <laughs> you just really don't see it coming. It kind of comes out of nowhere. Like Christina's just bebopping around in a good mood. And she is even, was even talking earlier about how she had great sex. <laughs> oh, and then she's like, plot don't. twist. What is it that she says? Don't like make this make you don't feel bad about your manhood or something. He's like, I don't feel bad about my manhood. I'm like, Christina, you're just, you're not helping. Yeah. Bless and then you, what does she you, say? It, what does she say? Like we're surgeons first. And he's like, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, a human I'm first. A person first. What the fuck? <laughs> like I have feelings, Christina. <laughs> I love her so much. It's so funny. I, Ugh. it's very valid. That he's upset. I truly like understand that. I just think this is fucking hilarious. Um, okay. So then Izzy is supposed to go do the surgery, get the OR ready for Callie for uh, Noah's patella, which is a, fi- a fun word, patella. Um, Izzy finds Patel- Benny patella what? And uh, he's like collapsed in a hallway because he decided to climb the stairs. Because he's pretty dumb. Because he's a virile, strong horse of a man. Yeah, it's true. Um, So Izzy go gets Burke. Denny is also super grumpy. He's joining the turd brigade today of the grumpy grumps. And this is kind of being a dickhead. Lots of angry men in this episode. Yes, he's super being a dickhead. Um, That's my just like you wrote inappropriate a lot in the last episodes. I have dickhead like twelve times here. Literally. Um, so Izzy's crossing lines this time kind of with Burke because she's basically like, I'm because I'm crossing a line with this patient. I have to also cross the line with you, my superior and make it seem like you're my friend so that you can cross this line with me. Help me to cross this line more. <laughs> it's, it's inappropriate. So that's fun. When she's like, what do we do? And he's like, well, we have to wait for art. And she's like, no, Preston. What do we do? And he's like, takes off his glasses. He rubs, rubs them with his like cleaning cloth. And he goes, you gotta wait for a heart. You dumb bitch. (laughs) You've got (laughs) to just keep being a surgeon and not a girlfriend to this one person. Yeah. Who is going to die because a person who has a podcast about our show that's going (laughs) to come out in 15 years from now, he thinks he's going to die. So you can't fall in love with him. 
Oh yeah, did you want to update that prediction at all? <laughs> he, I'm Do tripling down for two more. He, he's gonna die in the next episode. The next episode. Okay, cool. We're shortening it. I love. That. I don't know. I don't know. Like this guy has lasted way. This here's the thing. Izzy's arcs are just the longest, most drawn out bullshit. She hated Alex for having <laughs> sex with someone who wasn't her, wasn't her boyfriend for half a season. And the other half of the season is spent loving this guy with literally no working heart. <laughs> the irony alone is just delicious. I also- just... Sh- it's so they, good. They're really not helping you because like every episode they say that he's dying. Like every single episode <laughs> they're like Denny's dying, guys. He's circled the, the, the drain. <laughs> Place your keep, bets now. He keeps being alive. Oh, they were so shocked. Modern medicine has surprised us again. Who knew? We gave this we we put a we put a D-volt battery in this guy's heart and he he died walking the stairs. Oh, nope, he's still alive. He's good. Oh my gosh, the Grim Reaper hath no reach for you, Denny. <laughs> Your horse legs are carrying you too fast <laughs> away from here. Oh Your gosh. Doom. I could you do me a favor and like just snip out this clip and put this on an Instagram <laughs> post because this was a fun rant and I'm just very happy that we finally got it all out there. I'm just so happy for you. Um I just can't wait to continue on the Denny journey and see more rants, more rants to come. Such so thrilled. Oh my gosh. Um, speaking of eminent doom, uh, <laughs> we, get, we get Melanie's CT results and they are bad. Her insides are rearranged. Catastrophic. Because, yes. Um, she is just absolutely destroyed, but because her adrenaline was pumping so much, no one really kind of knew that anything was that, that level of wrong. Um, and then obviously she crashes to to pull her out and stabilize her. Um, And we find out because George goes to tell Noah and the parents. And it's really a sad moment. This is, uh, this is a very good George episode. George does a great job. This whole episode um, specifically with this family. Um, This is, it's nice when George can talk to people because he does a good job. He's very good at connecting with patients. Um, and he does a great job in this episode. Um, so he goes and he gets there and the mom is like, oh, this doctor's going to fix Noah. She's so nice. I like her so much. And then they figure out that something's wrong. And he explains to them that when she was coming in, you know, her body was pumping adrenaline. So everything was fine. But when she was in the CT, she was her body was able to kind of realize the level of shit show that was going on and so she crashed and the like he said were catastrophic um which is a good way to describe them for it's happens the only the only thing that i didn't like about that's that that like uh, arrangement of scenes which to your point yes george really good he's coming ever since he got his haircut he's been having a really good time um it's just I wish they would have gone more in depth with specifically what happened. What I'm imagining though, is that it was just, everything had internal bleeding 
but they didn't like go like, into detail pushed around basically i think yeah. they kind of did in the when it comes up on the ct scan because they're like how is that her is that her spleen is are those her lungs like what what is happening um so i think that's that's really it um when we kind of get the the gist of it uh so then we go every they're in the er everyone's like fr- frantically working addison says that alex like his only job is to sit and monitor the heart rate of the baby to make sure that the baby isn't compromised. Um, she checks the uterus uterus is intact. So everyone else gets the green light to go ahead and proceed because, uh, Alex is monitoring the baby. And so basically all they're trying to do is get her blood to clot and, they call it the triangle of death. It's three things. I don't remember the muscles to produce acid, the blood to clot. And I forget the third thing. Um, let me look it up right now. Essentially they were like trying to stabilize her. Um, I think, and yes. it's, it's crazy. It's a um, crazy, terrifying surgery. Yeah. It's, um, acidic blood, blood clotting and low body temperature. Yes. Which, um, uh, it's very, it's called the trauma triad of death. It's yeah. very interesting. And um, I, I'm going to read this real quick, if you don't mind. Yeah, so what is the triangle of death in medicine? The trauma triad of death is a medical term describing the combination of hypothermia, acidosis, and coagulopathy. Uh, this combination is commonly seen in patients who have sustained severe traumatic injuries and results in a significant rise in the mortality rate. Yeah. Um, so they, during this, um, moment when they're doing the surgery on her, uh, we cut to Meredith and Marshall talking and that's when we find out that he fell asleep at the wheel because he tells Meredith that he stayed, he had already worked like 30 hours and he stays an additional 12 hours to scrub it on a different surgery. And he says, are you saying that because I stayed in the OR to save a life, I may have killed a pregnant woman, which is heavy. Cause that's literally like the opposite of what you were just doing. Yeah. So it's very upsetting. Um, then, then he runs away because it's just like what people do at this hospital, I guess. I don't know. I thought also, too, at this point, why don't more doctors just have vans with beds in them and just sleep in your van before you go home? If I well, worked 30 hours the on-call straight. Room. Yeah, but like, I don't know. I mean, I guess just like sleep before you go home. It's just crazy. Yeah, yeah it definitely is. Um. But, yeah, it's, I can't imagine. So then Izzy goes to Denny trying to cheer him up. And he's a turd head. A turdy, turdy dickhead. Dickhead? He gives his big speech about basically his, the life he is currently living is not true to, like, who he knows he is. And he essentially blames Izzy for him being alive. But not in a good way. Not in like a, hey, thanks for keeping me alive. But, uh, hey, uh, it's your fault that I'm miserable because you made me stay alive. Um, she didn't. You're an adult and you can make your own medical choices. And you did. And uh, 
you, you chose wrong if you wanted to die. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. The, you let Catherine Heigl's boobs change your decision, you dummy. Yeah. Um, yeah he, so the, the exact quote, and I wrote this down because I, I empathize with it because there's a lot of things like Jessica and I, well, let me say that quote first. So he says, I'm a strong, virile horse of a man stuck in a body of a weak, sick bastard that I don't know, like, or recognize. Right. And you ever see the movie, uh, uh, with Hillary Swank, uh, something not million dollar baby. Um, uh, is it million dollar? It's Clint Eastwood and Hillary Swank, I think, and she's a boxer. That is million dollar baby. It is million dollar baby, right? Okay. Well, it's million dollar um, baby where she's a boxer. Yeah, and then she have you have you seen that movie? No, but I know what happens. Okay, so plot twist, spoiler alert for anyone who doesn't know. Uh, she gets like cold cocked on the side. Uh, in the middle of a, of a match and it's like yeah. her highest point uh and she falls on the stool uh mm-hmm. and and her, cracks paralyzed. her neck and she's paralyzed and like jess and i talk about that if anything like that ever happens pull the plug do not save me i don't want to live that shell of a life like imagine i i, I could if me not being able to play guitar me not being able to hold or touch my child like yeah but you can still like know your child. No, no. just take me home, Jesus. I've got more. Mm. I've got work to do in heaven. It's I don't fully agree with this, but that's it's your choice. It is your choice fully. Yep. Um, but I do disagree. <laughs> um, well, because... don't ever save me. I have a, a a standing DNR everywhere I go. Well, okay, but here's the thing: it's like being paralyzed and like being in a coma are not the same thing. I don't like, want either. You are alive. Like you are, are you being kept alive by machines? Either. Listen, there's a difference between being alive and being alive. Listen, and that's the point that Denny's making. Of life difference, but like you, you can still live outside of a hospital in that scenario. With just the use of my neck and head. Yes. People do no. it all the time. Yes. No. Yeah. I don't even. I don't even like talking that much. That is factually incorrect. That is all think you like to the, do. Think of all the time for podcasting. I have. <laughs> Still no. Still no. Um. All right. Well, that's your business. I disagree, but that's fine. Um. So, where am I? You've gotten me all flustered now. Okay, so yeah, he's mad at Izzy. It's dumb. They stop the surgery on Melanie. They do not close her. They cover her in saran wrap, medical grade saran wrap. And they take her to the ICU. It is a crazy surgery. Um, I did not fully understand that the first time they were explaining that. Yeah. I couldn't wrap my head my head around someone just staying open. That's crazy. Right. And they don't really cover. I know what they use because they use it in other episodes and they go into greater detail. This stuff that they use that they like unwrap this, they're kind of pulling it apart. It like it's got like sticky sides and it seals on the patient. And when it seals, it like inflates with air. So you know that it's completely sealed. And these wounds are like they're protected, completely protected from the elements. They don't explain it at all in this episode. They explain it in detail in an episode in the future. Um, in like season four, I think 
so three or four. So that's the only reason I know that. But uh, yeah, they don't explain it very well. They really are just like, oh, we're going to cover her up. <laughs> like it makes it look like they're just throwing a tarp over her. But that is medically speaking what they do in this episode. Um, so Marshall is in the gallery seeing the surgery, which is bad because it's his fault. Again, it's an accident, but it's also his fault. So it's both. Um, Derek goes to find Meredith so that he can be a yelling asshole some more because he's just really vibing on that today. So, and then he says, take responsibility for your actions for once in your life. And I said, why don't you look in a goddamn mirror, Derek fucking Shepard? Because I am so sick of you and your hypocritical bullshit. And I just want to hit you in the face. I literally wrote almost the exact same thing. Can you see that? Can you read that out loud? That top line? Derek is a dickhead for real. Take responsibilities for your life. You asshole. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. Same. I'm on the same page. Just what a fucking dickhead. Like, I, he, I hate him. We're yeah. done. We're done, Derek. Yeah. You and I, this thing we had, it's over. <laughs> yeah, truly. Um, okay, so Bailey is updating Melanie's parents, and they're like, what exactly are you saying? And she says, Melanie will die if we don't get her back into surgery soon enough, and Melanie will die if we take her back to surgery too soon. So they are stuck between a rock and a hard place. It's not good. They basically just have to stand there and wait until they feel like it is the perfect moment and hope that they're right. Um, so then Addison tells Alex, she has to go. And she's like, everyone here is here checking on Melanie. You are the only person on this entire floor that is going to be responsible for making sure that baby's okay. So that is all you are going to do. You are going to make sure this baby is okay. And you're going to tell me if it's not, that's it. That is your sole job. And he gets all whatever about it, but like, honestly, you fucking deserve it. So I don't care. Um, Izzy, Christina, and Meredith uh, are talking about Marshall falling asleep, driving, and how it could happen to any of them, basically, and all the weird places they've fallen asleep. So Izzy is just looking for an excuse to bring up the Callie thing again because she's really harping on it. Um, because her character arc has no pizzazz. Nothing. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we do get this line from Christina, which I really enjoyed, which is, um, if Bert can forgive me for falling asleep during sex, then George can forgive you for crying. And Meredith goes, but Burke hasn't forgiven you. Ah, <laughs> uh, so good. I love it so much. <clears throat> now we shall take a break for our favorite segment, living in Shondaland. Living in Shondaland. Nice. Um, okay. So two people, do you want to guess? I already told well, you. One, so <laughs> the it was the the father. Big Jim. Big Jim. And um I'm gonna guess Noah. No, the mother. Betty. Ah, dang it. It's close. Okay. So Graham Beckel is Jim Johnson, Big Jim. Uh, he was in one episode of Scandal. He was also in a bunch of other stuff. Um, I didn't write any of it down, but I was like, mm, this man's super familiar. I'm going to pull him up because I, I know, I know him from somewhere. Yeah. Graham B E C K E L. 
Um, and then while you're looking at that, Frances Fisher, who is the mother, Betty Johnson, she was in one episode of Private Practice. So that is who we have in Shondaland this episode. Just those two. And also Tony Goldwyn, the shout out earlier from the director, who is a main character in Scandal for the entire run of the series. Did you find I'm still looking this up, so there's a lot of Jim Johnsons out there, apparently. <laughs> no, it's Graham Beckel. I spelled it for you. <laughs> oh. He was in Criminal Minds. He was in Hawaii Five O. I'm sorry. Jim Johnson <laughs> is the character that he yes, plays. Exactly. Uh, I I'm an idiot. It for you. He's an idiot. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. <laughs> you're an oh, idiot. yeah. Is it he's an idiot or you're an idiot? Um, it's you're an idiot. I'm an idiot. Right. You're an idiot. <laughs> I was um, just okay. Such Castle. a good movie. I need, I need to go watch CSI. that now. Las Vegas. Did you watch these shows? I don't know. You watch I, weird shows. I did. Yes. But I'm trying to think of, the, there's, Monk? there's going to be something. Monk? Did you watch Pearl Heroes? Harbor? Pearl uh, Harbor. He's in okay. Pearl Harbor. Battlestar yep. Galactica. <laughs> nope. Uh, let's see what else he's in. Um, uh, a lot. He's been doing a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of like TV. Yeah, a lot of um, one, two episodes here and there on TV shows, um, but also Pearl Harbor, like you said. And also, yeah, he's been acting since, like, the 80s, so. A long <laughs> time. A lot of stuff. Although I'm sure he looked very different when he was in <laughs> All My Children in 1984. Yeah, yeah. Uh, doesn't look like there's any uh, USA Network shows on here, which is... Uh, is interesting Monk not because USA? Monk is sorry. Monk is USA. I just never watched Monk. I oh, it's, I it's on my Monk. list. No, I need to go back and watch Monk. I ne- mm. I never did. But I stand Tony Shalhoub. Well, who doesn't? It's a good fair point. Wasn't Las Vegas a USA show? CSI Las Vegas. No, just Las Vegas. I don't know. I never heard no. of that. What about Castle? I don't know. Castle? If USA or no, not. Castle, I think, is NBC. I think you're probably right. All right. Next scene. Yes. Okay. Sorry. We're just getting down the IMDb rabbit hole. Okay. So the next scene is Callie checking on Noah, and George goes to tell her that he, that Izzy had a patient or whatever. And she, like, gets mad and storms out. And Noah is like, um, why don't you tell me what your drama is so that I am distracted because my drama is way worse. So why don't you tell me about your petty drama that is meaningless? <laughs> and it's a very sad little speech that he gives about how he went away to college and found this girl and, and brought her back. And now she might die. And it's sad. And he doesn't want to think about it. And so George goes... <laughs> Oh, I didn't stand up for her when my friend said she didn't wash her hands. And Noah goes, well, I hope that's not true since she just performed surgery on me. And George goes, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Good talk. Pat on the back. Leave. (laughs) Okay. Um, Derek is checking the CT results for Marshall. And they're basically like, we're just going to keep you overnight. It's probably fine. And Marshall goes, I want to apologize to the family for doing this to them is um, a very kind thing to say but a very difficult position to, for everyone um so derek leaves and meredith uh chases him and we get the best derek and meredith scene so far in the series 
in my opinion. And this is where I wrote really big, in all caps and stars, Carmen nailed this prediction with like six exclamation points. I'm so proud. hey So let's talk about this scene. I fucking love it. Derek is a piece of shit and Meredith is done with it. Hell yeah. Um, did you have a favorite line from her speech? Um, basically when she's like, you don't get to call me a whore. Yes. Like, <laughs> here's the thing. I like, yeah, what comes right before that and that is my favorite part. She says, I make no apologize apologies for how I chose to repair what you broke. You don't yeah. get to call me a whore. And I'm like, I love it so much. Cause yeah. she says, she's like, when I met you, I thought that's who I was going to be with forever. Like you fucked me over. Like you have destroyed who I am as a human being and my ability to have a relationship because of the way you chose to lie and manipulate. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Yeah, it's so uh, good. it's really intense. It's, I think, a great way to basically say all of the fuck yous that we've wanted to say to Derek yes. over these last couple of episodes. But it's also the thing that I'm really bummed about is he said whatever we had here is over. Yeah, I don't she love that he should gets have, the last word. Yeah, put, yeah, so to speak. But completely agree. That was the only I thing I didn't like about that, that scene. Yeah. Um, it's just him trying to save face, but I hate that he did it at all. I wish she could have said, you don't get to call me a whore and then said, we're done and just left. But it's also kind of tracks more with her character that she wouldn't say we're done. Cause I feel like truly if he had just apologized in this moment, she probably would have been like, that's okay. We can stay friends, which is, <laughs> I don't like that, but I feel like that would be believable as well. Yeah. So I, the way that it played out to me stayed true to both characters. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and here's the thing. It, it is, I think th- this is my personal opinion on female sexuality. Do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> yes. And men don't get to call you a whore because you have sex with multiple people. Yeah. Like they just don't. Like you're you're not, and it's not like even even the things he was ins- insinuating, like right, oh, get with Alex, I hear he gets around. Like, just don't be a fucking dickhead, dude. Yeah, you you get screwed her over. Horse. You yeah. were married and you were having a full on relationship with this woman. Yeah, and but again, I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna double down. Do, women, do what you want. Yeah. Men don't get to tell you what to do. I'm gonna. Hashtag my body, my choice. Fuck. Yeah, exactly. Do whatever you want in all senses of it. And even when she was having that that period of time where she was having sex with a lot of dudes, like, do whatever you, excuse me, podcast burp, do whatever you want. Who yeah. cares? Because if it was flipped and Derek was just out slaying women, it's just it just becomes Barney Stenson. And we love yeah. Barney Stenson. Like, do what you want. Who cares? Derek is yeah. a dickhead. I... Like the scene. Good scene. Very good scene. Um, Were you okay. nervous about what I, after I said I want to give my opinion on women's sexuality? Were you nervous? I mean, I'm, I would be nervous after any man said that. But I appreciate the sentiment and I feel like you did a good job articulating what you were trying to say. Good. Good. Um, yeah. So um, so we go back to Melanie. Um the chief is there. Dr. Bailey is there. Dr. Burke is there. They're all kind of like trying to figure out the time situation. 
um, figure out if she's ready to go back into surgery. The mom is there and she, this is, I think again, just so well written and so well delivered. She's basically like, you don't have to whisper. Like, I should be involved. And she's not saying like, I need to make the decision. I'm a smarter person than you. I have the Google or whatever. She's just saying like, don't whisper, like don't keep, keep it a secret basically. Um, and there's just, they're so respectful of her. And I just like think that all around it's a great scene. Um, because they're like, if it's okay with you, um, I, we think it's time to take her back into surgery and she's like okay yes i trust you which i just think it's very well done but there's something there's something now about parents losing their kids in a tv show or a movie that i'm like fuck even as adults i mean this woman's 22 you know it's still just like yeah it's just it's just yeah it's hard and i i will say and again not to get too political right now because that's not my intent but watching this these actors how she feels about her daughter yeah and thinking about what just happened in texas yeah it's like fuck yeah i've had two completely different some, things some time off of sucks. social media because it's just been like yeah um very hard especially now like knowing i have kids in school not that long yeah yeah i had to just take some time off of like the internet because i was like i just yeah. can't do it anymore it's like and it's giving crazy. me like anxiety attacks yeah um so yeah they take her back into surgery it goes south basically immediately (laughs) very fast um so she's crashing alex goes to get addison and she's like well i'm in another surgery so do what you can do and he's uh this is another good george moment no and the parents are waiting and i want to say like (laughs) i don't know if you like know very successful like rich people, but this is a thing they do when they're like not in control is they're like, who can I talk to? And he's not like big Jim and he's not doing it in like a disrespectful way. He's just like, what should I be doing? Because people who are like in high power jobs who are successful, they like feel like they have to be doing something at all time. And oftentimes they can talk to someone and make things happen. Obviously this situation is not that, but it's just another great scene with George, um, like connecting them and being reassuring in, in a very trying moment. Meredith knocks on the door and is basically like Marshall. Wants, I know it's not a good time, but Marshall wants to apologize. And he's one of us. So like, just so you know, and George is like, okay. <clears throat> um, so, well, he doesn't say, okay, but he doesn't say anything. Uh, Alex goes back to Melanie and is like, how long has she been down? And they say five minutes. And he's like, okay, I have to do a C-section. So they walk him through doing a C-section, which truly is insane at this point. If you think about the level of training that he has had in um, that area. Uh, but it's a very good doctor moment for Alex because he makes the right call and executes it successfully. And um, gets redemption for fucking up the heart thing in the elevator. Exactly. So they're trying to still trying to save Melanie, but Burke's like, she's just not going to come back from this. Like it's done. Um, so Addison comes in, they call time of death and, um, the baby starts crying. Like Alex gets the baby to start breathing and cry. So it's just like, again, a culmination of a lot of things. Um, it's sad. It's sad. Um, so 
George takes Big Jim to see Marshall so that he can apologize. And um, it's a it's a heavy moment. Um, yeah, I think fuck it's an, it this was an accident. Scene. Um, you know, it's a it's an accident, but Marshall still is taking responsibility for the fact that he did this. Um, so he says that he's sorry. Big Jim is overcome with like probably every emotion possible, but still like basically forgives him or like relieves him of the guilt. Essentially. It's like, I understand that you didn't mean to do this, but I am also like grieving the loss of my daughter. So it's just like, yeah, it's just rough. Watching that. Very sad. Yeah. I knew he wasn't going to like kill him. Right. I knew he looked angry. I knew nothing bad was going to happen. Um, but man, I, I was like tearing up. I was like misty eyed watching that scene. Also when they cut to Meredith and she's just like silently crying also, I'm just like, yeah, it's just so much. Yeah. Just heavy. It's a lot of emotion all in one like little tiny scene. And yeah, it's just, I think, I think TVs, TV shows and movies don't allow father figures to feel a full range of emotions very often. So mm-hmm. this was a really, I think, very important scene that yeah, like, granted, sure. it's, it's the worst case scenario that a father can experience yeah. other than the loss of his partner. But he, he goes through all of the emotions and he shows compassion on Marshall, which yeah. I think is just so key. Yeah. Um, Izzy goes to Denny and gets in bed with him and he's like, I'm not going to cheer up for you. And she's like, I don't need you to cheer up for me. I'm just here to make you feel better. And it's inappropriate. Shocking. Um, <laughs> Christina, Izzy, don't be a dickhead. Ugh, Christina is at home with Burke. <laughs> I don't really know how to read this scene. I think it's funny, but it's, I don't think it's meant to be, but I think it's funny. Um, and he's like made himself dinner and she sits down and he goes, Oh, you must be tired. And she's like, yeah, I am. And he goes, I'm tired too. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And that's just the end of the scene. And I'm like, I don't know what this, like, this I don't know what purpose this is supposed to serve, but I think it's funny. So, and he's just sitting there eating his, with his chopsticks and like, you know, going, going ham on his dinner yeah. and his book. Yeah. That's good times. Um, and then, uh, Noah meets the baby very sad alex is watching addison is like you did a great job like very good honestly um george and meredith are in the locker room and getting ready to leave and he's like oh i'll see you at home and she's like oh okay yeah see you at home so that's it that was the the climax of him getting over it i guess which i mean i think is fine like i'd rather have that than some kind of big speech or something dumb like just get back to normal yeah this is that was the most anti-george thing he could have done I agree. Um, and then we get a peak Carmen as Denny moment where they're laying there and he goes, <laughs> would it be wrong for me to feel you up right now? Uh, I'm sure you loved that. I did. I was hoping it would happen too. Um, and then we have George talking to Callie, which we already kind of talked about when she was like, I went downstairs cause they were just being super judgmental. You have to stand up with, for me, you have to be on my side. And he's like, yes, I do. And I will. Um, then Meredith tells Finn, the vet that, it's a mistake for them to be together because she has um, sad history and problems. And he tells 
her his sad history and problems, which are also very sad. And he's like, just because you're damaged and broken doesn't mean I am also not those things. Like, we can be those things together. So why don't you just stop being a fucking weirdo about it? <laughs> it's a pretty nice moment. Then they yeah. finally kiss. So that's good times. Um, and that's the end. Yeah. So, I... My thoughts, my yes. my dude thoughts, um, or your gray's thoughts. Shout out my gray's thoughts, my gray thoughts, gray matter, gray's gray thoughts matter. Um, <laughs> yo, that's our new hashtag. Uh, I don't think it is. Gray, th- gray thoughts matter. Um, so I'm gonna give this episode a fellow point eight five. Nice. Really good episode. 4.85 out of 5. It's not better than the bomb explosion. It's not better than a pole through two humans. But it's really good. And um, I think the only thing that really takes away from being a 5 is Izzy's stupid fucking arcs. She has (laughs) shit arcs. She has shit Denny vibes. She has shit hand-washing fixations. Um but the the Derek Meredith hallway scene really great, uh, and and the George stepped it up. Bailey was hilarious, racist and insensitive, but hilarious. Not racist. Um, lo- not lo- racist. Locationist. Um, yeah, is is elitist. southern? I think, uh, when it comes elitist. With, yeah, when there it comes to the southern thing and like accents specifically, I think it's really just like an elitist assumption thing that people make yeah. truthfully. Um, and then the icing on the cake was the big Jim and Marshall moment. Um, yeah, but yeah. What about you? What, what were your thoughts? Um, it's a five for me. I just love it. It's an attending. It's one of my favorite. It's, it's my favorite episode in season two. It's so good. Yeah. It doesn't have the climactic explosion. Um, it doesn't have like the climactic medical injury in a way. Um, it's very different in that aspect, but the, um, what it does emotionally for me, um, and like the beats that it tackles on that side of it is just like, it just really delivers on every aspect. I do agree with you that Izzy's arcs are annoying, but I think again, they're true to who she is and who her character has been established to be at this point. So it sucks, but it is what it is. She's just not the best in my opinion. Um, but I, I like to, a lot of things kind of got delivered on in this episode, the Derek and Meredith thing, the George coming back around to forgive Meredith, basically, um, I just love it. I love it all so much. This is just such a good episode, um, on an emotional level. And I just love it. And I am excited for the next three because, um, no spoilers, but shit's going to go down. Cause you know, it's the finales. So obviously that's what Shonda does is they do big finales in grace. So I'm okay with that. It. The bigger the finale, the better the finale. Well, then you're going to like this show because do they fuck some shit up in finales? <laughs> Good. And by um, shit, I mean people's okay. lives. So. <laughs> and by lives, we literally mean they're dead now. Um, so, yeah, no, I, uh, overall, again, great episode. Big fan. Uh, I'm glad I finally got a big prediction right. Yes, yeah, so I'm proud uh, of you. I think the only prediction that I'm going to triple down on is Denny will be dead by next episode or yeah. 
before the end of the season. <laughs> um, well, next episode, I'm going to have you deliver on a lot of predictions because then it will be the finale, two episode finale. So I'm going to next episode be like hounding you for a lot of predictions for the finale. Okay, so then I, I'm, I'm not going to give any more predictions. You just write down all the questions you want me to have and I'll give you an answer yeah. for every single one. Yeah. So um, like we said, next week will be a normal episode. Um, and then we're going to watch the two part finale as two like together as it aired. Um, but then we're not sure how we're going to release those two parts. It's going to be really long. Cause obviously it's like basically a two hour episode. So if we have a 45 minute episode that we typically do an hour and 15 minutes on, then a two hour episode is going to be probably pretty long as well. Um, we will most likely be breaking them into two parts. We just don't know if we'll release it the same day or day one a day after the other. So again, if you have any suggestions, reach out on Instagram, Grey's Academy Pod. Feel free to email us at Grey's Academy Pod at gmail.com. Um, any of those two part episodes, that's kind of where we aren't really sure how to like deliver those to you guys because I want Carmen to experience them the way they aired. Um, so I don't want to like watch them so like days apart um especially because that's when they aired together that's because the showrunners like meant them to be seen together so it just doesn't make sense to watch them separately in my opinion so that's what we're working on i agree thank you for guys the record. so much for listening um and sharing and if you have a moment to leave a review a rating we'd really appreciate it it super helps out um just keep telling your friends your pals everybody in the world all your when you go to the doctor tell your doctor so that they can listen and correct us on all the things that we say that are incorrect because <laughs> i'm certain it's a lot so um thanks again for your support and remember no spoilers no spoilies don't think about it don't just get them out of here no spoilers we'll see you all in the next one